0: <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts Julie Battisti
1: and me, Phoebe Ganza, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice, and humour.
0: Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. And this week we're going to talk about perfectionism again. If you missed last week's episode, go back and have a listen because we're sort of we are continuing on, and we're probably just going to build on top of some stuff that we talked about last week. If not, I'm sure well, I'm sure this will be a good listen on its own anyway. Well, he's hoping. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully it will be a standalone episode. But you know, if you want to listen to part one, head back to l- next week. Last week.
0: In the meantime, howdy doody, Phoebe. How are you? How-
1: howdy doody, Julie. Um, I'm good-ish, good today. <laughs> good today. I had a fobble. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. I had a really big fobble <laughs> day. Um, I'm okay now. Yeah, I don't know. All just I, life just sort of hit me, and I, I don't really even. I can't even pinpoint one particular thing that happened. But it was just lots of different things, and then I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed I think and felt very oh I just couldn't stop crying for a day mm, I'm
0: so sorry um, you went through
1: that but you know what I was I actually reflected back a lot on on our conversation from a couple of weeks ago with um when we talked about positivity it was quite nice to kind of have this pep talk with myself that I like, practice what we've preached you know and um yeah and you were really lovely and said look i'm here if you want to talk if not you know you know call me if you want to talk and if not i'll you know let you be but and i'm i'm just like, no i'm here thinking of you and another friend said the same thing you know do you want to talk about it do you want solutions or do you just want to sit in your feelings and i just actually needed to just sit in my feelings it was it was actually really healthy because i i could i didn't try and unpack really why i i moved on from that I didn't sit there going why am I feeling like this because I kind of knew knew all the things that were making me feel sad rather than try and get solve it I just sort of I'm just feeling like this so I'm just going to sit in it and I'm going to cry and I'm going to paint and I'm going to go for a run and all the you know and I just did all the things and then a friend of mine popped by yeah we ended up having a laugh about different things and then before we knew it you know I was like actually I felt like the cloud had passed a bit and went to bed early had a bath had a early night went to bed woke up the next day felt a lot better so yeah and I had lots of lovely messages I did because I did put a story up on Instagram and I I don't know I put up a story just to say look I'm normalizing that it's okay to feel like this then part of me had imposter syndrome and had those horrible thoughts of like oh gosh people are going to think I'm attention seeking and yeah you know one it's so weird sympathy With... yeah. and I just not wasn't that wasn't what it was and I almost deleted it and then but then I had all these messages from people saying oh I'm feeling like that too there must be something in the air is there something in the water um you know lo- lots of nice messages of people just saying sending you a hug which was really lovely and not something I particularly had expected but obviously is lovely um but it was all the messages from people saying, me me too, I feel the same, I've had the same thing. And thank you for making me feel less alone. And I just think that's so powerful to like sit with and say, look, I feel like that too. And I thought I was the only person in the world that felt like that. One week I can feel fine and one day I can feel fine. The next day I can feel like everything's too much or it's too difficult or, or I just want to give up mm-hmm. and find a job where I get paid by somebody else. <laughs> Don't have to think about art, you know? Yeah, so that was it was love it was really lovely. So I uh, thank you if anybody that sent me a message and yeah, kind of moved through it. And then a big the big news is drum roll, hang on. Can I put a drum we'll put a drum roll in? <laughs> <drum> no. <laughs> <I feel> like... <laughs> put a drum roll in for you. a drum roll in for me The big news is that I finally can say where all my work has been going. I'm now have my work with a place in Australia called Greenhouse Interiors which is a fantastic amazing interior design store uh, where there's loads of amazing artists and creators and uh, yeah it was just such an amazing opportunity to be asked to be a part of their team but it's been yeah months of uh, work and effort in the making and it's been really hard to not sort of talk about it <laughs> because it's been you know, a big deal for me and yes really really lovely to finally be able to say that that's where my work is now in australia and have representation over in australia so yeah go and have a check out that if you fancy it i'll put a look in the show notes
0: i felt so proud when that post went up from greenhouse i Mm. felt like your success was my success and i was just like
1: oh we did it (laughs) yeah thank you it has been a big journey it is monumental really with everything that's been going on this year <laughs> all of the flipping roadblocks I've had in the way with cyclones and oh, just things mm. weather events blah 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 that to finally get there feels feels quite a relief and and just like oh can this second half of the year be better now please <laughs> um what about you How how are you how's your week going? Tell me, have you done your photo shoot?
0: We've done – so the photo shoot's done. Yay. took like half a day for the house to start looking like a child's (laughs) playroom again. Um, But the the shoot, I think, I feel like it went well. I'm not going to know until I see the photos in a few weeks, but I did aminar about whether I was doing the right thing getting a photo shoot done because it is expensive and I think a good Mm. photographer is definitely worth it. But I think because I know my way around a camera, I was like, oh, God, am I spending money that I shouldn't spend – but I know that if I was doing it, the amount of time it would take me to get mm. things looking a certain way and then to try and photograph myself in it and to take portraits of myself and that sort of thing. I was just like, I felt such a relief when the photographer left that I'd done the right thing. Just knowing that in two and a half hours, she had gotten all of the photos, that she was going to go away and edit them, and that if I was doing that, there's no, it would take me two or three weeks and I don't have two or three weeks so <laughs> I was think just think it like... would take you two, two or three
1: weeks because you're a perfectionist <laughs> yeah like,
0: probably but you know what I mean
1: like you've it's out of your control now isn't it it's out of your hands and it's actually yeah. quite like what a what, what weight to lift you know yeah don't have to think about that anymore
0: you know that feeling of I, did, I, did, I made the right decision there that was a really good yeah. use of my money so i mm. will be looking forward to getting the photos back now i will just be hanging out but mm. um no, it was good. It was fun. It was a fun day. And it was, I had you on the phone that morning sort of helping me choose outfits last minute. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was fun. I liked being your personal stylist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think you are on the foul scale this week?
1: Oh, I feel like I've whizzed up and down it.
0: <laughs> it's been a fair <laughs> like, coaster like, this week. Like one of the,
1: no, like, you know, like the bar on like a... A meter type know. thing. Yeah, like a DJ set where they like slide between <laughs> two different songs. It's been like, like I don't even know. I can't think of them. Like "Out of Hell" and um, "Enya." <laughs> 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 yeah, it's been it's been up and down. I think I don't even know. Maybe I had that fobble because that was before the greenhouse interiors before mm. they officially announced it. And it, maybe maybe subconsciously it was. Because of that, like I don't know, but I feel like I was all over the place this week. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I'm. What about you?
0: I uh, have you done much? Painting? I think I'm. I've done a little bit. Uh, I haven't started my clouds yet, but I'm hoping to actually after we finish recording tonight. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I think I'm still pretty good. I think I'm still about a three.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't know where I am. I'm either a three or a ten.
0: <laughs> You're on the scale somewhere.
1: So Julie, after last week's episode record, I suggested that you go back and listen again to <laughs> an episode of um, The Imperfects about perfectionism that I know knew who you would listen to before we even thought about um, recording this. I listened to it with the lens of knowing we were going to record an episode about perfectionism. Heard a lot of bits in there that I thought, oh yeah, I wonder what Julie thought about these bits. You kind of were a bit blasé about that episode, but then did you go and listen again? And what were your thoughts second time around?
0: I feel like I heard an entirely different episode this time around. I think because in my head I thought, I don't really have a problem with perfectionism. When I listened to it the first time around, I just sort of thought, oh, that's some interesting points. Doesn't really apply to me. And then I think that I get a little bit uncomfortable examining myself in this way like examining my behavior because then it means to me i feel like if i pathologize it and say that i have a problem with perfectionism there's something there that i have to fix Mm. and in my head i'm like i don't have time to fix
1: (laughs) i'm sorry
0: (laughs) just a really healthy way of um i feel like you and i both listen to hamish and andy every week yeah and i always joke with you that i don't have any special skills (laughs) I asked my husband one day, I'm like, do I have any special skills? And he was like, oh, are you really good at collapsing prams? And I was like, oh, great. The only skill I've got is going to be, like, redundant in the next year.
1: I can pick up things off the floor with my toes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a much better special skill than being able to collapse a pram. (laughs) I'm really good at reverse parking. That's a pretty good skill. But I think being able to deny and justify anything, it might have to be my special skill because... (laughs) justify all your
1: behaviors yeah
0: listening back to that episode all my quirks there's this bit in it where she's describing the traits of a perfectionist and he's like Mm -hmm. the little man in my head is going ding 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 and that is literally how I felt when I was listening to it the second time around and I was texting you the whole way through while I was listening going this Uh is me shit I didn't hear this the first time and then I pretty much repeated the entire podcast back to you via text message format. Yes,
1: that's right, yeah.
0: It's like, not everything relates. And I didn't um, want to be
1: like, I told you so, but also I was like, I kind of have my head on one side with a kind of knowing look right now. <laughs> smug. <laughs> not smug, but like, hmm. I'm just really interested that you... you heard it completely differently the second time around with a much more open so you went in to listen to it with a much more sort of open frame of mind. I
0: think at the start of last episode and I almost felt like message you and say we can't put it out because I'm a perfectionist and I didn't admit (laughs) to that in the first one but I feel like I went in thinking I wouldn't my friends and my family wouldn't call me a perfectionist they'd probably call me a a control freak I would have been happy to say that I'm, I'm aware of that I am totally a control freak but I didn't see myself as a perfectionist and I don't in all areas of my life, but when it comes to my art and I mean, there's lots to unpack there probably. And it'd be interesting to ask you this question because I certainly I have been asking it of myself all week. And that's where I feel like I probably get a little bit uncomfortable Mm. is whether my approach to my art and the perfectionist tendencies that come up, whether that striving is healthy or unhealthy Mm. And I would say that some of it for me is probably fine and some of it is probably unhealthy. And I think I get really uncomfortable with it because art has always been the thing that I turn to when my life gets hard. Mm. So, for example, when I sort of fell apart a bit after having my first kid and I really struggled with anxiety and I struggled so Mm. deeply with that loss of sense of self, Mm. art was where I found that again. Like that was my thing that was for me. And so to think that my approach to art might possibly be impacting other parts of my life, mm. and, and I can see where it does. Like,
1: no, I think I think it's really brave to admit that you don't want the balm to become the thorn. Yeah, you know, the thing that soothed you and made you better. You don't want to suddenly realise you're actually rubbing grit back into a wound. You know, because mm. if you you want it to be that safe, safe place for yourself, but as your perhaps perfectionist, perfectionistic tendencies have crept in, without you even noticing, they've just sort of seeped in under yeah. the studio door, you know, and you know you didn't notice them, perhaps just building just ever so slightly, and now, uh oh, oh no, I I ac- accidentally allowed mm. that to. There is a little bit of grit in this balm now when I... Yeah. Uh, but, but do you know what? Probably really, really healthy to notice that so that you can perhaps just start to make some adjustments.
0: I think and, it's that it's the self-care part. So, yeah. for example, because I've been a little bit more stressed, especially since getting back home from our disaster holiday, mm-hmm. I haven't been taking the time to go for runs or to take time out yeah for myself at all because I've been in that oh my god I have to catch up I have to catch up yeah. I have to get ahead so that I don't stress because that's the way that I work want, I, of I, have to pre-crastinate. Anything, I have to procrastinate I <laughs> have to procrastinate but actually to be honest I probably will work better if I take the time to start by going for a run or a walk and to get mm-hmm. out of the studio get the fresh air
1: move your body yeah, yeah.
0: and so I did that this morning actually and I well was done. like well do you know what that i think i worry that i'll look at something as a problem and then I, it will impact my art and mm. it is such a huge part of my life and it brings me so much joy like the parts where i yeah that i mm, let me just finish okay. the sentence without going off on a tangent i feel like i have so many thoughts around this that i can't actually get my <laughs> thoughts out straight <laughs>
1: that's okay it's a tangled um, ball of wool let's just pull on one little bit
0: yeah I mean, that's where I, uh, you know, I think I I don't really know where I sit in terms of striving and unhealthy striving. I think there's a bit of both for me. What mm. would you say about you? Where do you think you sit? I
1: think I can, I think I can get in my own way by doing the opposite of you. And I, I can procrastinate, you know, because of that perfectionist tendency that I've got of like wanting things to be executed really, really well slash perfectly, um, not disappointing galleries not you know not letting people down Mm -hmm. and so then i get that that paralysis almost of like not being able to start things that i know i'm totally capable of doing um and so and i get yeah so i get i get kind of i get freeze I think there's a response in there like fight, flight, or freeze. I oh, know,
0: fight, fight, flight, or flight. fight, or flight, but I hadn't heard fight the freeze flight.
1: before, there's but it makes freeze sense. Freeze, too. So, yeah, so like often, so so like deer in the headlights, you know, like sometimes that would just, you just get locked into that, like not even doing anything kind of mm. mode, which I don't know. Like, I'd always put down to, I don't know, A, uselessness or prior to, you know, my knowing I had ADHD, then, oh, just a trait of ADHD. But actually, I wonder, after listening and unpacking all this stuff, if it actually isn't just a little bit of that perfectionist in me who wants to do the best, be the best version of myself and doesn't want to let people down. And doesn't want to appear less capable, or you know, um, be judged for not doing it how they wanted it to be. All of those things, and I think it it kind of it can make me either procrastinate and do something completely that isn't important on the list, um, or just just not even start. Like, I think I have to get out of my own way. I have to. I have to call it out. I think that's it. I just need to say to myself like actually I think I'm not doing this now because I'm worried that I'm because I'm worried of, of it not being perfect and I think I need to realize that if I just if I just start um I'll realize I can I'm capable and and, and whatever standard I get to will be good enough it will be my best it will be my best mm. because I've never not given something 100% and and strived for that but it doesn't need to be perfect
0: it's we're a hard kind of, it's hard to know whether op- we're, the... we're kind of the
1: opposite it's so weird
0: it's interesting though i think that the fact, the fact that we're it's we're both struggling with perfectionism in some ways but they're totally different ways is yeah probably why it could be a little bit of a a confusing one to know we like yeah very it, hard funny trait to pin down
1: Mm yeah yeah because I think like you I sort of thought perfectionist oh that's just like this sort of like prim and proper person that just has to have everything just so in their life and it's all perfect and and I actually didn't really realise it was it's like a like I didn't really realise that it was the about sort of like having that tendency to have like a flawless performance more Mm. than more than is required like beyond actually the expectation
0: i wondered if it's more difficult to pin down when we're talking about creative arts careers because the there's a lot more enjoyment in the process of making So, for example, if you'd asked me years ago when I was working in a corporate job, I could have said, absolutely, yep, I'm a perfectionist, it's really easy for me to see and I was really unhappy with how I was working. Mm. But I'm probably just as diligent in my artwork and my art practice, but I enjoy it. Like Mm. I enjoy being in the studio, I enjoy really working hard and I feel like that's where when I was listening to those episodes again, I was like, I feel like there's a disconnect here because the bits that I couldn't relate to mm. was the bits that revolved around process and um, yeah. product because I feel like one area where I think I am okay with is actually prioritising process over the end product.
1: Right.
0: And I, have, I feel like I have to keep revisiting that and making sure that that's the case because I would, like we said a few weeks ago, I would hate to get to the end of the year and feel like I've spent an entire year building a body of work. And the only thing if I if the only thing that's important is that we artwork at the end, mm-hmm. and I would probably be lying if I said that there wasn't I didn't wasn't have some sort of feelings caught up in how it's received because I do like and yeah. I'm happy to admit that I will I do feel quite vulnerable about how the exhibition's gonna go. yeah, but I'm enjoying these months right now and the actual making. But there are bits where I get caught up where maybe I overdo it and don't do the self-care bits. Yeah. Um, And that that
1: tendency to sort of throw yourself 100% into your work um, because, you you know, you really want it to be the best version of itself. It can be... Uh, Come sometimes at the expense of your own kind of other areas in your life, you're kind of... (laughs) I suppose like I suppose your mental health if it, if it's mm. things like you know you're not then prioritizing exercise sleep time away all of those things eventually that will that those deficits might not be much incrementally if you mm. did that ever so now every now and then or um like one or two to, you know but if there you are times keep we're... doing it you know yeah. it builds
0: I feel like there are times when I know my limits and there are times when I will take myself to bed early and have a bath and do all yeah. those, go for a run and do all those things. And there are times when I just don't even realize that I'm not making time no. for that sort of stuff. And I feel like my limits run up and like slap me in the face. And it's like, yeah. you're not now you're run down
1: because like last week when we recorded, I could sort of tell straight away that you were really tired, which is fine. Cause you've got a baby and you know, like you are working really hard. Like I could tell you retired, really but There's Julie that's tired every day. And then there's a sort of, it was like almost like another level. Mm. I could sort of see it in your eyes. Dead eyes. (laughs) In my dead eyes. (laughs) And I said, are you sure you're all right to record today? Because we can do it tomorrow. But you were like, "Yep, yep, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then we got into the episode. And I don't know if you want to dig into this at all. But we got into the episode and tried to hurry me along a bit and you were you were mindful of the time and which is fine but it was the kind of way you went about it that was not fine it, it, well, listen you you apologized and it's all good it, i'm not holding it against you at all because i reckon I, and i said to you the next say julie i just want us to be really honest with ourselves mm. if uh, check in with ourselves not each other but ourselves if we're not feeling up to the to recording because there's no point going in. I, mean, I think the episode was fine and we, we got over that and we mm. carried on. And I think actually it was a really great conversation. But I think perhaps you had thought, like, no, I, I've said I'm going to record tonight and I want to record tonight and mm. we're just going to get it done. I think The irony of it being it, that we're going to do an episode about perfectionism where you've said in your head, I don't think I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> but then you went straight in with, like, all these perfectionist tendencies and then ended up being like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm And
0: it's... like the perfectionism and the anxiety and how they come out to play in a scenario Mm. like that for me is really, I mean, interesting is a good word to use, but it doesn't really cover it because after that happened, I then beat myself up so badly for being an imperfect friend as well. And I'm lucky that we, that I have the luxury of being so honest with you.
1: Yeah, I do. I feel very weirdly that I know you now on such a weirdly deep level. Because we've talked to each other so much over the past year really.
0: Mm.
1: Like so much. I don't think I've talked to even my husband. I am much pretty as, sure you, <laughs> you. <laughs> it's, it's a Which is I don't know. That's for another episode. Like I knew I know you I do feel like I know you so well. We, even though we've never met in real life in person, which mm. is mind blowingly really. But I could tell from your like face and your voice, and you felt like a closed book. Mm. And I kind of knew that going into this conversation, you 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 seemed closed off. And so when I started trying to try and do one of my monologues, the shutters just sort of <laughs> in front of your eyes. But I knew I know you well enough to to understand that that wasn't necessarily like. You being like, oh, for fuck's sake, I just, why did I bother? Why did I think doing a podcast with Phoebe would be a good idea? Because all she does is bloody talk about herself, rant, 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 ramble, 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 and I just want to get this bloody thing done and talk about art and come on, let's cut to the chase. Like, I knew that, like, deep down, that's not who you are. Yeah. And that it was more about you had pushed yourself and you probably needed to say, I'm actually not feeling that into it tonight, let's do it tomorrow and be okay with that. and that wouldn't mm. be that you were failing or whatever but your your kind of perfectionist tendency to like stick to the plan adhere to the plan this is the plan mm. this this is the agenda it was almost like a, it was almost like a, just a lesson in how perfectionism impacts it impacts mm. you, you know can impact your life in a negative way literally live within the recording of an episode
0: it was so Why? meta listening back to it was pretty uh... oh yeah
1: i'm sorry that you had to listen back to it
0: do you know do you know what people if ever you've got any insecurities about your behavior in any situation start a <laughs> podcast edit it and yourself. then edit <laughs> not only will you come to realize that you know maybe you've got a little bit of a list but also you can be a bit of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> and this is the other part of it and this is where i can see it i could see it so clearly was that oh my god i've been such a bad friend and it was like, oh. no, I'm just imperfect as a person. Forgive me for saying this. Phoebe's not perfect either. No. And I still love her for all of for all of her. Whether it's I think what the things that I love, I love with their faults, mm. not because they're perfect. Yeah. And then but I struggle to see that same thing in myself. Like mm. if I'm not the perfect friend or the perfect podcaster or the perfect artist. No mm. one will want my work or no one yeah. will enjoy the podcast or no one will be my friend. Mm. And I think, yeah, maybe I just, I think I it really need some yeah. therapy. <laughs> I don't know if this is going
1: to cut it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, I've put my chaise lounge away actually <laughs> this week. Um. Well, you know, we probably could all benefit from therapy it's interesting because I was, I was reading this. I was it made me think of this analogy that I heard. I read, I must've read or something once about perfectionism being kind of like, um, chasing a mirage in the desert, you know, and it's um, you're like, and I think they said it in, in that podcast that we were listening to that, um, the neurodivergent woman's podcast that they talked about perfectionism. Um, I think she said the same thing. It's like, you're chasing the horizon, and that's so true. It's like that feeling of like, like unattainable thing that doesn't actually exist. And you know, you you, you think it's there. You think you're going to strive to this thing. It's like this mirage, this beautiful oasis or whatever on the on the horizon. But
0: mm.
1: it doesn't matter how hard you run towards it and how much you work. Like it, the goal, it's never there. Like you you, you never arrive at the horizon because it just keeps going. And and it never exi- it didn't exist anyway. I think it's so important that we kind of have that in our minds when we're working on something that, like, that perfection is unattainable. And Mm -hmm. like, if you spend the whole time thinking about this end perfection goal that you've set, you like you you're not going to enjoy the process for a start, which is a shame. Um, But you're also going to always fall short and you're going to always feel not satisfied.
0: I think it's interesting because sometimes I think that all the interesting stuff in life and in art happens in the, like, beautiful imperfect bits. Mm. Like, I remember being probably about high school age and, you know, when you start off drawing, you're always trying to draw these, well, back, in, back when I was at school, back in the yeah. old It was always, days. like, yeah, perfect symmetrical magazine portrait pictures Mm. and trying to draw those and the people just had such perfect faces it was almost yeah boring and then you remember drawing it was either like an old man with really wrinkly features yeah and someone with like non-symmetrical features and that just being so much more interesting to draw and to look at mm. afterwards and I remember I used to have a huge hang-up about the fact that I've got a big nose and I went through a stage in high school of doing the whole do I get a nose job is that a thing yeah, like all I that had
1: that too I had a hang-up about my nose
0: oh did
1: you mm. oh, I thought your nose looked great
0: no oh, I think your nose looks great I've grown <sighs> to love it now and I love the fact that it's just it's yeah mine and it's different and it's imperfect and that's like they're there, I don't know, I've in some areas I'm able to look at things and think the imperfection is the best bits, but yeah. in other areas I feel like I'm going to spend my life reminding myself that perfection is a myth and not a thing to aim for. Like you mm. think that you know this and then like mm. new areas. Sneaky. That are, yeah, like I spent a long time trying to be the perfect mum and that's not doable. like yeah. Or do you, know, you think that you've understood a concept in life and then something new comes along and you think I'll be perfect at that. <laughs> but it's just not possible like you can't perfection isn't a thing to aim for it's not attainable it's just setting yourself up for disappointment time and time and time again
1: Mm, definitely yeah and i'm 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 all for like they're now celebrating all the flaws and the differences i feel like differences are what makes anything interesting Mm. you know um what they call like irregularities and things like that you know
0: I feel like I'm better at doing at the whole like I love done is better than perfect as a motto and I feel like I'm better at uh, following that in some areas rather than others so for example the podcast I think we're both okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect
1: yeah it makes yeah it makes me feel a lot less um concerned about how polished, etc. It is because you you were there with me mm. doing it, and I think that shared kind of ownership over it means that I don't know. It kind of lessens the weight, I suppose, of how I
0: don't know. Just I don't, I don't know. What it's makes a very it strange. I, th- I think yeah. that if I was doing it on my own, I would be there editing out all of the ums and ahs and stuff. But when yeah. it's because it's the two of us, and it's sort of.
1: Yeah, well, like, it's even like the Instagram page, you know, like, I don't overthink any of that, really. And I, you know, I might make a graphic and I might just think, oh, you know, I could probably find a better image. But then I just think, but it's fine. It's for the Fail Like a Nights podcast. Doesn't matter. The whole point is that it's not brilliant. Perfect. It's not perfect. So, it, yeah, like, I just don't overthink it. Whereas I do definitely overthink things a bit too much on my personal Instagram page. I have got better at it. I've definitely got better at posting in stories and being much more honest and real and showing my face and things there. But that's been something I've definitely had to work on as a conscious effort mm. and um, so- sort of make myself, in a way, practice just hitting post and then putting my phone down and not looking at it and not caring and trying to not overthink. And it is like a muscle. like The more you do it, the easier it gets. Because well, I do remember at the beginning, not not doing stories like face to face, talking on stories for a, quite a long time, and seeing other people doing them and thinking, how are they so brave that they can do that? Um, because I would just be afraid that I'd say something silly or wrong, or you know, not not get it right, not do it perfect enough, and then that stopped. Yeah, me.
0: it's that it is that fear of failure. I think that comes up a lot. Like I'm not going to do this well enough.
1: Yeah, and that's why that whole the whole thing about perfectionism being like a societal kind of construct is because it's linked to judgment Mm. Um, and really the reason we're striving for that perfection or we're striving for things to be you know you're worried about putting it out there with without it being perfect is because of the judgment that you might receive on the other end if you were just putting it on your wall in your own home and no one was ever going to see it you wouldn't care because you know, no one's there to judge it. So, mm. and this is what we need to remember is that what are we afraid of, really? Yeah. What, what, what will happen if someone judges us? What will happen? Well, you know, really not, you know. It, it depends on how you are going to take that judgment and how real it the likelihood is or whether mm. you've kind of made it up in your head.
0: And I think it's almost like you've just gotta see those thoughts and do like see them. Yeah. And realise that they're not real and do the thing anyway. Like that it's and if that's the worst that can happen.
1: I've got this sudden image of like Scooby Doo in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Where, you know, they at the end they pull the mask off and it's just always like, you know some old lady with a mask on <laughs> nothing scary at all and i think that's what we need to remember like these judgments are just like the monsters in scooby-doo they're often we've imagined them to be something far worse than actually pull the mask off and that it's not really real or half as bad as we thought it would be you know on me not posting these artworks off and procrastinating against it because because then oh gosh they're out in the world like is it likely that they turn up and then the the place goes we don't like them we're not gonna represent you we kindly never talk to us again we're blocking you from all our you know is that likely it's not that likely okay I mean maybe five percent likely but but really not that likely and I think you know when I hold that in my head of like the that is the risk isn't actually that high Mm.
0: and I think that's you know in the back of my head I think if what I'm probably most worried about before I send to work is is that gallery going to look at it and think oh she's really slipping we're not gonna Mm. you know this will be the last one we'll ditch her after this Mm.
1: and again is that like how true is that do you think you've gone backwards have you tried left hard? <laughs>
0: yeah. And then it's sort of like, do you know what, if that was worst case scenario, if that happened, it wouldn't be the end of the universe anyway. Mm. And then would I exactly. still want to put that work out there? And the answer is like, I, it's would not. Would someone else still yeah. want to buy
1: that work? Yes, they would. Someone in the world is going to look, look at that and love it, you know. So I think so often the fear of not doing things because, because we're afraid that we haven't reach this I don't know lofty level of whatever it is we've set this bar that we've set ourselves mm. it's like no one else knows where that bar is even mm. so that's you know we kind of we just need to get over that and just flip and do it
0: <laughs> where how do you know when a work is finished
1: I just have like a gut feeling yeah I can't really explain it any other way.
0: That's very similar to me. Like, I'd just, all right, I'm done. I know I'm done. And I I do freak out a lot after I reckon I've declared it.
1: When I, when you've declared it, and this is interesting, I wondered what your opinion would be, but when I have decided, like, basically I'll look at it and I'll go, there's nothing else I can think of that I can do. And I'll look and look and look and look and look. And then I'll just think, there's no more highlights I can add. There's no more differences you know like it is Mm -hmm. as done as I can do it I will. not I don't think I've ever gone back in and worked on a piece after that what about you yeah I've gone back in have you yeah
0: so long as it's not varnished there's but quite often I will say all right it's done I think it's done but then I will put it on the other side of the room and look at it from I think one of my the One of the things I'm trying to work on a lot with when I'm working is I often work on these big paintings but I'll focus on little bits of it at a time Mm -hmm. and then I put it on the other side of the room and I look at it from afar and it's only when you're looking at it from far away that I'll notice, oh, that little bit there, the overlap doesn't quite – or it makes a weird intersection with those petals and I'll have to change that little thing. Um, That
1: that to me makes me think that that's – I wouldn't have called it done then. Like – when you've said it, it's done, done, done. When you've done that part, when you've stepped back and you've given it a week and you've looked at it, well, oh, then I at sign it. it and it's
0: done.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when I've signed it, when I've looked, yeah, like I won't just just decide it's done that day, like and then no, rarely will varnish it that same day that I've decided. But you know,
0: I reckon I tell myself it's done at least three times before I actually sign it. Every work, mm-hmm. I reckon, I'm like, yeah, it's good. We're done. And then I'm like, I'm not signing it yet, though. Yeah, but
1: once you've signed it, once you've signed it and once you've said it's done, 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 and you're going to go in with a varnish. And
0: I'm like, oh, I've still got till I varnish it, too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Interesting. Hmm. It is interesting, though, because I think I've been through this journey of who I thought it was for 37 years turned out it wasn't. Yeah. And I think that's been such a big Scooby-Doo moment for me. So often I replay my life a second time mm. with a completely different lens. And it's impossible for me to not see it now, knowing, you know, that Scooby-Doo was the, you know, the monster was the granny the whole way along. I can't view anything with that same lens that I thought, like everything I thought
0: yeah. is different. And then you look back at it and you think, oh, that was that was the way the ADHD impacted my Exactly. perfectionism all my exactly and it's like you've examined those already
1: exactly and I've kind of got this completely different way of or just a perspective of looking at my life that I mean maybe you haven't gotten won't never need or you know you haven't had that same experience lived experience as me I guess but you, your perfectionism, I don't know because I've only got my experience, but your perfectionism might really just have come up because you just like, really like to work hard and you're, you strive for excellence and you are diligent and, and you know, you haven't got a trauma response. <laughs> That's oh, but I,
0: I think I worry that I call it having high standards, but it's actually perfectionism. Or I think I worry because, you know, I feel like I'm constantly clarifying that I'm doing this because I love it and that what if it turns out that I'm just a perfectionist and I just can't let go but I don't think that's what it is I don't know this is the thing
1: but this is the thing where I think it's we thought we were going to do a podcast but actually what we're doing is therapy for Julie <laughs> <laughs> cool,
0: no. I, I think I look I, at it and I know that people look at the hours that I work and think oh my god she's nutcase
1: when you're worried that
0: we've pulled the mask off no, like... and I, I think it's because i worry about what people think about yeah. me doing that or worry that i'm not am i arting right like is this is this the wrong way to art or if people look at my art at the end of the day and they think oh she put all those hours in and that's that's the end result mm. or it's more i think it's where i get caught up is worrying about what other people are going to think about my work not necessarily about cuz i can Not think about that the entire time that I'm creating, like when I'm actually making the work, I'm in my own little zone Mm. and I'm good, but I start to worry and worry if it's not perfect enough the minute that I think, is it done? Right. And that's why I think I go in one, two, three, four more times because I'm like, you know, I'll call it done Mm. and then I'm like, oh, but what if, would they think it's good enough? But I feel like there's always this internal battle between like I need to get that painting done on time and I need to Mm. get that painting to where I want it to be and... I need it to be good enough for that person.
1: But does it, does it make you feel uncomfortable to think that if you had, say, imagine scenario, you've looked at your painting, you put it on the wall, you've, you've done your first, I think it's finished. You haven't done the signature yet, but you've done your first, it's finished. Then you get a call from a gallery that say, Julie, we need a painting today, now in the next 10 minutes can you bring it in there's a client here they want they've you know if you don't come in we're dropping you and we're also going to I don't know sabotage your chances of going in any other gallery ever <laughs>
0: like, I mean you have I'd to bring it in now. If the, if the stakes were that high I'd be like yeah sure have it
1: <laughs> no but how does it make you feel would it make you feel uncomfortable to take something somewhere if you hadn't really done comfortable
0: the- yes yeah absolutely like, say if we took back some of those stakes, if it wasn't like, you know, the rest of my lifelong career on the line. <laughs> okay, sorry. If, if it was like, I... the gallery said, we've got someone here who's interested in your work, do you have something finished? I would probably say, oh, it's almost done. I could probably bring it in and show you and see if they, if you, if you like, see what you think. Mm. I'm not the sort of person that could say, yep, it's great, it's done, you'll love yeah. it. it, it and wouldn't... if you took
1: it in and then they said, oh, we love it. And then whilst you were stood there next to them, you were like, I, I see a little bit that I want to change. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we want to take it now. We're putting it in our car now. Here's here's the cash. Here's the cash money in a box.
0: I think it would take everything <laughs> in me to stand back there and not point out the things that I wanted to change. Like, can I just have it for an extra hour and I'll just touch up that little bit? Mm-hmm. I could do it, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is I think there's also this part of me that wants to be happy with everything that i put out there yeah I don't ever want to release a piece and think I should have just spent an extra week on it and if yeah like the other day if it meant asking for an extra month or an extra week so that I could get it right as opposed to just getting it done yeah in, in the rest of my life I'd just be like done is fine done that's, is better yeah. than perfect but with the paintings it's that combination of I need it to be at a stage where I'm like this it's yeah. my paintings are that's as much as me as I'll ever put out on display, mm. and I feel like if it's not at the stage where I'm ready to show
1: other people, other yeah. people
0: what that is, I think that's probably why it took me quite a long time to go on Instagram at all and show mm. works in progress. It's because, and I still every time I put up a piece that's in progress, I feel like saying, "Look, it's mm. you know, there's lots, there's lots wrong. Like, yeah. It's still in progress, everyone. Yeah, um, I don't think I would ever like." I probably never have put up a post for work in progress without the disclaimer, this is a work in yeah.
1: progress. Yeah. Oh no, never. <laughs> never want someone to think that this is the finished <laughs> piece.
0: It's in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> work
1: in progress. I um, know, oh, I hear you. And I think it is it 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 is definitely different, the the um that striving for kind of a high standard of a reflection of yourself and and wanting something to be really well-executed and really good and different from perfectionism. But I, but I do think that sometimes it can be a little bit stifling that that standard we put on ourselves. Gotcha. Um, possibly we could just loose the reins around, or, you know, around other areas within the art practice. Perhaps mm. not the finished piece, because that kind of is critical that you get it to where you wanted to be but other things like time frames or you know newsletters or instagram posts and all those things that actually don't need to be perfect
0: mm, that's so true I think it's that whole I'd like to be and I you know I think I am in my own subtle ways but they're always quite subtle at the moment and maybe they won't be going forward so much but experimenting a bit more Maybe when I'm getting to the point where I'm being that meticulous, what I should be doing is trying something new. Yeah. And I think that's probably why I pivoted and started including the clouds because I needed that variety and that newness and to give myself a challenge that wasn't just keep building on this one thing to the point.
1: Yeah. And because that's an unattainable, that's the mirage, isn't it? Because, you know, there is a ceiling that you're going to hit where you cannot really, you know, very incrementally get better, but your skill level possibly will reach a point where you're like, you know, only you might see a very slight nuance difference, but
0: it's going to take you. Yeah. yeah, I also don't, I've never wanted my photo, my paintings to be photo real. Like I don't see them as being, I like yeah. that you can still see brush strokes and that. Yeah. And I, sometimes I think that if I keep pushing it too far, yeah, I'll exactly. lose what I love about my work.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was meaning. Yeah, like you don't want to keep like What is better than what yeah. you've already got? Like, Because better isn't making it more photorealistic because it's, that's not what you want. So better is what? Bigger? Uh, there's only a, I mean, I guess there's going to be a point where it won't fit on a wall. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a size that's a limit there's going to be a i don't know like a a technique level that you've got to that you don't want to cross that threshold of um losing losing that um your own hand being visible and so that's where pivoting is probably the best thing that you could do to try different genre you know like a not a genre but like you've got your class but maybe it will be something else in the future or um you you know just or even like I I just like sometimes like even today I thought I didn't have time but I thought I actually just want to just do some experiments on paper I want to do some landscapes because I could feel myself actually I could feel it in my body I had to go for a walk because I had been painting for like three hours sat mm. painting the, this glass and I could feel myself becoming like really stiff and tight because I'm just sat in this one spot and I, need, I went for a walk and did some stretches and just enjoyed the fact that it wasn't raining. Um, and I thought tomorrow, actually, I think I might just do some bigger work on paper with just a squeegee and some paint. Just And even if I don't show anyone or sell them or anything like that, just just to get some bigger movements going and just to loosen mm. up a bit because I know that um, I don't want to start resenting the, work, the painting that I'm doing. I, I really love the still life work that I'm doing and I'm really enjoying the challenge and I feel like I've got a lot of growing to do. But I don't want to get – I don't want to make my body sore and then go, oh, I can't do this. I don't want – I'm not enjoying this.
0: Mm, I think that's where the abstracts are such a lovely foil for you and I do always Mm. enviously look at people – because I feel like abstracts work very differently to really realistic works. Like with the way that your brain – I know I don't have a lot of experience with abstracts, but I like a few of my close friends do them, and they say they they think in a whole different way when they're working on abstracts. Mm. And I always think, oh, that sounds so lovely.
1: Yeah, I think oh, I don't know what you could liken it to, but it's like I guess it's like difference between doing yoga and running. You know, mm. it's like completely different movements and thought processes and.
0: You're trying to resolve something in a totally different way. Like it's yeah. not about making it look like a thing. It's trying to get it.
1: It's, it's yeah, it's much more material and process driven, mm. I think. Um, and it feels safe for me and comfortable and comforting. And I think that's why I, you know, fall back on it. Um, because, yeah, it was the kind of first thing that I, Tried to do when I started painting again, and and um, the fear of perfection is uh, the fear the the fear of not being good enough, and my perfectionism was what stopped me from trying to do realism and still life, um, because I knew I would be rusty, and um, I knew I had a lot to learn, and I knew I wouldn't be good straight away, and that was a real barrier that you know held me back. Mm-hmm. Um because I didn't like the fact that I wasn't good straight away. (laughs) I didn't like that, and I didn't like having to push through that. It was uncomfortable. Um, I also now kind of can look at the work that I did, like when I first started doing The Still Life again, like a year ago even, and I still really like like the way I painted then. I didn't... I actually... I actually feel like now I'm like, whoa, I'm like worrying like you that I'm going too far into trying to make it look realistic. And I need to pull back and bring some of that looseness and abstract kind of or not, yeah, not abstract, but kind of like um, painterly effect back in. I think I'm just trying to see what my limit is, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to sort of feel how deep can I go before I feel like I'm over my head. Where are they? Um... And then once I've reached that point, I'll feel comfortable enough to swim backwards to where else, mm. wherever else I've been on that journey and, and revisit, I guess.
0: That's such a nice way of sort of thinking about it. Where you end up is going to be a choice as opposed to
1: a. Yeah, it's going to be a choice as opposed to I jumped in and it's too deep and I sank. Or I just stayed in the shallows.
0: Yeah, and everyone I think else I'm is more afraid out of staying a... in the shadows than sinking in the deep.
1: Staying in the shallows, yeah. I want to get you doing, I'm going to get you doing some abstract painting when I visit. Uh, Do
0: you know what? One of my university teachers was like, I bet you end up doing abstracts. And I've always... I remember thinking that. I don't know if
1: I'm... I don't don't want you to do it. Um, I don't think I can. I don't think my brain... I draw a blank. Julie, I'm going to get you barefoot. I'm going to put some chanting music on. (laughs) I might even sage your studio. Jesus
0: Christ. We're going to do some oracle cards. The only gonna good use a, for that much sage it, is a, like, a like a <laughs> sage butter pasta. Like I'm not letting you ruin sage cleansing we're gonna my We're going to have a studio. 10 second long hug.
1: <laughs> we're going to stare at each other's eyes for one minute. And then we're going to do some abstract art. Am I going to regret this
0: visit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's going to be like some ritual dancing going
1: on. I'm going to make it as weird as possible. Ugh. I'm gonna. We're going to paint with your tears. <laughs> I'm gonna make you cry
0: um, I mean I feel like the clouds are abstract in their own way yeah all right I told myself
1: I know we don't have to show anyone uh, no. no but seriously I just think it would be a really good exercise for you because I think it would be really uncomfortable um, and I think it would be it would be quite freeing.
0: Mm. Oh, do you know? It's interesting because I used to love doing pottery when I lived in Melbourne and I had didn't have kids, so I had time. Mm. But
1: <laughs> when I used you to had love a hobby pottery.
0: when you had a hobby. When I ha- I had time what do you hobbies. mean you don't have
1: time for a hobby? I know.
0: <laughs> so, but the reason I liked pot- pottery in particular was because there's so many times in that process where things can go wrong and it's not up to you. Like mm. it can crack in the.
1: Kiln. And, Kiln.
0: Yeah. It can, when you're trimming it afterwards, it can, like there's so, there were so many instances where things could go wrong that I didn't get attached to it turning out right. Yeah. And I think because I was new at it, I had such luck like my expectation was, wasn't to make a perfect mug. It was like, mm-hmm. if I end up with anything, <laughs> it was.
1: Better than nothing.
0: Yeah. It was kind of, it wasn't even, I wasn't even invested in ending up with a cup. It was just, I'm here to get messy. And that that was the, like, that was it.
1: Yeah, I did a pottery class the other day and it was actually really good fun and it made me want to buy some clay. (laughs) I haven't yet because I just don't really have time. But I see it as something that I might do and I would really Mm. like to do it and um, forbid myself from making it into something that I try and (laughs) make money from. Yeah. (laughs) You will I not turn probably. this into a small business. Like, I'd love to do it just so I had a hobby, just so I yeah. had a little creative outlet that was not attached to sales or well, Maybe I should look for a class out. for us
0: when you're here. Oh, yeah. I know. I do know of one.
1: I want yeah. to do um, Wheel again. Yeah, yeah I've she only does. Done, I've only done in, Wheel um, a couple of times.
0: Like, literally, 30-minute drive from here, and it's called Wheel on the Wheel. Um, How would
1: I get it back? Because... It would have to be fine after I left. You you just have to to leave
0: it for me as a present.
1: Oh, I don't want that.
0: I mean, (laughs) earlier today we were talking about getting matching tattoos, and now you don't even want to leave me your pottery. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Maybe I will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just have to come back and visit and collect it the next time.
0: I can can. always post it to you.
1: And I know we've talked about the Perfect podcast before, but they happen to have an episode on perfectionism and it was um, it just really did make me think about it in a different way and I think that's what kind of highlighted the whole kind of um, puzzle pieces slotting together about where perfectionism started for me and one of the guys said the imperfections are what connect us so often we strive for perfection to belong to be loved and to have approval and yet what connects us more than anything is the imperfections of our journey and I just thought that uh, was just like so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lovely, and it kind of really does um, tie up the whole philosophy behind our podcast and what we want to create here, because um, you know, which is the antithesis of perfection it's the is failure. I guess. Uh, so,
0: mine is a quote. It's been attributed to a lot of people, but I think uh, I think it comes from Paul Valery. And his words were, "A work of art is never completed; it's merely abandoned." And I quite like that as a philosophy—just that it's never going to be. You could always keep going on something, and so yeah. I, that's, yeah, it just—it always has it's always resonated with me for a long time.
1: I like that. I think maybe that's what you need to say to yourself. Then we all mm. need to say, "Okay, I'm abandoning this one, Julie. <laughs> this one's yeah. abandoned." gonna have that as my little mantra
0: I've noticed a few people I really like it sticking post-it notes on their easels with little sayings so like I saw someone the other day posted in flap that they'd posted up shut up you can on their yeah. easel I think it was Rita um and then someone else the other day had another one I can't remember what it was
1: no I can't remember but I have seen a few people with onions in their studio and I have to confess
0: you ate your mascot
1: I killed my onions <laughs> I had run out of onions, so I had to go get my studio onion. Um but I promise I'm not going to kill the second onion until <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> he starts sprouting, and then I'll get another one. So do send a photo, share, tag us a photo of your onions or your post-its, and hopefully we're going to get some merch on the go, and we're going to get some stickers so that you can um, stick things, because imagine that, stickers everywhere with sharpie can and other <laughs> silly things I'm looking forward to that okay cool I feel like oh it's quite a quite a weird deep subject to kind of delve into I hope that we've um, I hope that we've unpacked some stuff there that might be interesting for you out there if you're struggling with feeling like you don't want to get started on things or you can't finish things I hope you've kind of perhaps been able to think about it in a different way now I mean, we're all in the same boat with that, the fear. (laughs) All right. Right. See you next time. time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for chatting, Julie. Thank you. All right. Keep failing.
0: Anyway,
1: we can trim that down. I will really. Just
0: cut that down. (laughs) Someone's talky talky tonight.
1: Someone's bush needs a bit
0: of a trim. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip?